Peer Pod, where you are the peers and we are your pod. We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Health Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to PeerPod. I'm Sian, a peer learning advisor, and today I'm joined by Kirat and Alex. Kirat is a third-year Doctor of Dental Medicine student at the University of Sydney, and Alex is the Learning Hub lead at the Learning Hub, which was previously known as the Learning Centre. Thank you for joining today. Today's episode is about stepping up your study habits, which will help our listeners learn a little more about how to manage stress, stress strategies that help you study well, what you think of could be the most important factor to study effectively, what sort of lifestyle habits are really good for university students. Kirat will give us her students' perspective and Alex will give us staff perspective from the Learning Hub. But before we jump in, just wanted to allow Kirat and Alex to introduce themselves as well. Um, I'll go first. So hi, everyone. I'm Kirat. I'm a third year dental student, as Cyan mentioned. So on top of dentistry, I also work two jobs and I'm also the secretary of the Dental Association, the Student Dental Association here at UCID. So I have quite a bit of insight to offer in terms of managing time and study skills and such. And this is, I think, my seventh year at university. So I'm excited to share everything that I've learned so far. Wonderful. Thanks, Kirat and Alex. Hi, I'm Alex from the Learning Hub. I'm the Learning Hub lead. And the Learning Hub provides students with support in all the areas related to academic language and learning. So we help students with preparing for exams, time management, avoiding procrastination and other skills that are useful for success. Perfect. Thank you, Alex. And once again, just wanted to mention for our listeners and return listeners that the Learning Hub is what the Learning Centre will be known as from May in 2021. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump in, right in. The first question is to Kirat, and that is, what do you think, Kirat, is the most important issue or habit that prevents effective study? That's a great question. I think a lot of students will agree with me when I say procrastination. Like, it's so easy to, you know, watch one Netflix episode in your break, and then all of a sudden, you know, you've watched the entire season, and it's 2 a.m., and you, you've you been sitting at your desk since 8 a.m. trying to study, and it's just not happened. And I think, and it's okay to procrastinate because everyone does it it's inevitable but I think you know that's when you really need to self-reflect and be like okay why is this happening Um, and you need to understand that the ramifications of that will come back and bite you when it comes to exam period because that's when you know all the cramming and such happens yeah I, I personally think that that's one of the hardest things that I've had to overcome and I'm still overcoming you know every day yeah what, what do you think Alex? Well yes definitely procrastination is an issue and In dealing with procrastination, we have to think about people tend to procrastinate because they don't want to face the task that they have at hand. So procrastination is caused by the stress that is caused by thinking about studying. So if you are afraid that when you're going to start studying, you are not going to understand, that may cause you to procrastinate. So what you need to do is understand the underlying cause of that procrastination. So procrastination is a coping mechanism to avoid doing what you need to do. But as you said, you need to focus on what are the consequences of procrastinating and why is it that you want to avoid dealing with that situation? So what is it about studying that is causing you so much stress? And maybe find the support. So maybe it's a reading comprehension problem. Maybe you need help uh, Focusing your attention, maybe it's very difficult for you to 
to comprehend some concepts and you might be afraid to ask for help. So there are ways to ask for help to actually deal with the reason that is causing that stress. Well, perfect answers, both of you. Thank you for that. And yeah, definitely, I agree. So therefore, if you are looking for help, the Learning Centre can offer you various workshops for that, right, Alex? The Learning Hub. Yeah, the yes. Learning Hub. Yes. Yeah, I have to get used to that. But yeah, I just mm-hmm. wanted to put in a little bit of my perspective as well. So I am a PhD student and up and coming acad- academic, I'd like to say. So yeah, would you say, like, guys, what do you think? Is procrastination a natural part of doing an assignment or studying for something or achieving a goal? For sure. Um, as, as Alex mentioned, I think it's a really natural kind of coping mechanism, but that's where you kind of have to identify that it's not the healthiest way um so something that i personally do to try and combat the procrastination is firstly identifying it is it because i'm too tired today and i just don't have the mental ability to keep you know studying or is it because i just don't like the subject and i find it too difficult and based on the reason why i'm procrastinating i'll try and overcome it so for example if it's because a subject is too hard what i'll do is instead of having like four hours of trying to study a hard subject I'll do like an hour of it and then I'll reward myself with like an easier subject or a subject that I enjoy and then I break it up Um, I think a lot of students have this tendency to do this thing where it's like oh you know I haven't watched this one lecture it's been so many days and I'm trying to watch it and they can't move past that one lecture because they feel they have to complete it before they go on to the next if you find that you're struggling with a lecture just skip it come back to it because that way at least you've accomplished something yeah. Um, as opposed to just procrastinating, you haven't completed anything and you're spending so much time on one thing. So it's, definitely yeah. breaking up your time, mixing, you know, your harder subjects with your easier subjects. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely sounds like setting up easy goals to achieve. Mm. So once you've achieved those easy goals, you get more confidence, look into other aspects of your study or plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alex, um, what do you think is one of the most important factors to studying effectively? So, yes, what you were saying about uh, breaking it into smaller goals, it's, it's definitely uh, on track. So if we say, oh, I have to study for a final, you think that, oh, that is a massive uh, task and it's a lot of books and it's a lot of material and a lot of recordings that you need to review. But if you make a schedule and you say, I'm going to review chapter one and I'm going to do this, that is something that is achievable. So one of the factors to combating procrastination is setting a goal that is achievable. The other thing that that you need to count is that studying or revising for an exam is not something that you can do once. So if you need to read 10 chapters, you cannot say that just by reading each chapter once that, that your job will be done. So the way that information fixes in the brain is that you read something or you study something and then you forget most of it, at least 50% of it. And then you need to revise at a later point in order to fix that information. So at least you need three times where you revise the same information. Each time you revise, it will be easier and it will take a shorter time. But if you only look at the information once, you will forget it by the time you have your test. So you will have trouble retrieving that information because it won't be fixed into your long-term memory. So you need to forget and revise before you can uh, continue. Wow, wonderful. Thank you, Alex. So yes, definitely, guys, for those of you listening, 
Revision is the key. You also think about your environment. I wouldn't say too much about your attitude because definitely you have to study. And to do that, you have to concentrate. So your environment would play a major role in where you are studying. The library, for example, has got study rooms that are bookable. You can book that to study. For example, you want to do group studying. But yes, definitely reputation revision is very important as well. So moving on, just want to deviate a little bit into lifestyle habits. So guys, what do you think are good lifestyle habits? What would you recommend for enhancing concentration uh, while studying? Kirat? Um, I think as you mentioned just then, having a nice clutter-free environment, I think, you know, we, we often overlook the effect that our environment can have on our mental focus. But on top of that, I think even just like, you know, the usual things like sleep, exercise, diet. I think as university students, there's this culture where we glorify, you know, sleep deprivation and eating two minute noodles every night. You know, um, at the end of the day, you can only do as much as your body will allow you to. So if you don't take care of your body, I know it's so cliche, but literally like your body is your temple, like look after it. Um, yeah, you won't be able to function if you're not feeding it properly, if you're not sleeping enough. Um, so that I think that would be my main thing like look after yourself because you will burn out mentally if physically you're not at your best and i know alex has a lot of great tips as well Mm -hmm. your body's a temple i like that (laughs) (laughs) alex uh oh yes definitely the exam previous to the exam period is a time where students stop doing exercise sleep less and eat worse and those things are exactly the opposite of what they need to do in order to perform well in exams so it, it's not just that your body is your temple. It, if, if you have the goal of performing well in exams, having a, an 8 or even 8.5 hours of sleep, of sleep each night will contribute to learning. So it's been shown that your memory and, and the, the sleep process helps you fix information into your uh, long-term memory. So th- there's, so we need to understand, sometimes we say we are given advice on Yes, exercise, sleep, but if people don't understand why, they tend not to do it. So if I tell you that by sleeping, you are actually studying or helping fix what you studied, you are more likely to, to take sleep seriously and go to bed when you have to go, to go. So having a regular sleeping habit will help your brain retain all that information that you have uh, studied throughout the day. So sleeping is one exercising as well because when you exercise you release neurotransmitters that also help you fix information and help you your mood people uh, learn better when they are in a good mood that's why uh, nice teachers people so if you have a teacher that you like and, and you are more likely to learn from them because your brain is in a state that learns better if you're feeling good so those feel good uh, neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin uh, they help you learn. So that's one thing. So an exercise helps you with that. And also eating well, so your uh, food for your brain, things uh, like complex carbohydrates, like oatmeal and brown rice and uh, wholemeal bread and, fr- and fiber, fruits, vegetables, will help. And also protein, like uh, if, if you're not a vegetarian, for example, protein from fish, from salmon, omega-3 oils, will also help your brain uh, retain information. The other thing is that students, for example, tend, as you were mentioning, uh, two-minute noodles, but if you have for breakfast energy drinks and, and a bar of chocolate, as I've seen many students on their way to exams, you will, you will start with, with an energy high, but then there will be a crash. 
and you don't want to have a, an energy crash one hour into your exam. So you need to have a good uh, uh, a bowl of porridge, some uh, whole grain cereal, a wholemeal sandwich, a, a piece of fruit, something that will will have a slow energy release and will keep you uh, attentive and active during the three hours of the exam and during exam period. Uh, so what you eat, uh, how much you sleep and exercise is something that you have to incorporate into your lifestyle, especially during exam time. Uh, the other thing I want to say about your, your space when you are concentrating, yes, you need to have a, a good space, like a clear desk uh, to study, but also it's, it's good if you vary the place where you study. So let's say if you can book, I'm going to study in my nicely, neat, neatly organized desk in the morning, but then in the afternoon, I'm going to spend some time in the library. And then in the evening, I'm going to meet with my friends to quiz each other and to explain to each other what we did in a cafe, for example. So varying, looks like variety helps the brain learn. So looking at information at different places, because the hippocampus is the part of the brain that is in charge of location, of finding yourself. It's like your internal GPS. But it's also the part of the brain that helps you set things into your long-term memory. So there, there seems to be a, an association between varying your study space and having better results. So, and it also helps you with avoiding procrastination because if you are locked in your room for a long time, you are more likely to go to your phone or do something else than if you say you accomplish a goal, let's say in your room, I'm going to revise chapter two. But at the library, I'm going to revise chapter three. And then with my friends, we're going to revise chapter four. There is some variety. And that helps your brain learn. Totally agree, Alex. And thank you for jumping on that. It sounds like there are three pillars to this. Your nutrition, mm -hmm. physical activity, and sleep. Pretty much your mental health status. And for our listeners, if you don't take care of that, then... Um, and you don't want that to happen, especially before exams, right? Oh, yeah. Burnout is very, very <laughs> Definitely, real. You need yeah. to take care of yourself. Yeah. Sometimes procrastination can stem from having too much time because you, you, you stop valuing your time and you think you have plenty of time. Um, so sometimes having a busy schedule and, and organizing and planning, you know, that really helps you combat your procrastination because you don't have the time to procrastinate, you know. I used to be like one of those binge watchers where – Last year, peak of the <laughs> pandemic, I was watching Tiger King, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, episode after episode. Yeah. Um, and it was it was kind of crazy, honestly. And now, like, I barely have the opportunity to watch one Netflix episode in a day sometimes, um, which is which is a great achievement for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have cancelled my Netflix, but I think what you touched on very important is the planning stage. Mm. Um, and it's also a recommendation for all students to sort of plan ahead. The mm. library, the peer learning advisors team, we do a plan your semester workshop at the start of every semester. I would recommend new students to sort of join in on that what we do is we have a calendar and we get you to put in your deadlines assignment deadlines quiz deadlines even small tasks that you're meant to do i haven't done it because i'm not doing a coursework degree but i found it really helps um i have two separate calendars one for work and one for life that also helps where i put in everything from meetings to deadlines for submitting papers 
all on the work calendar. And then the life is for everything else from meeting with friends um, and gym. I, I, yeah, I can be a bit specific, but then I found that also helps. And it all comes back to planning. Mm-hmm. So Alex, I'll start with you. What strategies would you recommend to students who feel like their studying techniques perhaps aren't as effective? Yes, what you were saying about planning is very important. When you are planning, you if you just write, put in the deadline for submitting the assignment, you're only doing half the work. So you also need to divide. So what steps do you need to take in order to achieve that deadline? That means that you need to spend two hours at the library looking for sources. So you need to book those two hours into your calendar and you need to respect it in the same way that you would uh, go into a tutorial or go into a lecture. So that that is the trick between just saying, oh, I have a deadline and I have a, an assignment to submit in three weeks. But if you don't book in the steps to finish that, then you are not going to accomplish it and you're going to be procrastinating. And it will be one day before the deadline and you will be only be starting. So one of the things is breaking whatever you need to do by the deadline, you need to break it into the steps required to, uh, uh, to achieve that and set a time for so it will be two times searching for references uh, then two hours the next day reading them and taking notes and will be another two hours uh, making and drafting an outline and then two more hours doing a first draft and so and you need to book those into your calendar and check if you have accomplished them or not and in order to accomplish them or not for example there is a pomodoro technique where you set yourself a, a small goal, for example, writing one paragraph or taking notes from one article. You set your timer to 25 minutes. It could be a kitchen, a kitchen timer or on your phone. And then you concentrate only on that for those 25 minutes. And the reward of having completed that or crossing that out from your list, that will give your, your brain a dopamine boost that will hopefully keep you going and give you enough motivation to continue. That's a really, really great point. Along very similar lines, I actually also use a Pomodoro study technique. And as you were saying, Alex, that dopamine release when you like finish a Pomodoro is like the greatest thing ever. But what I also do is I combine that technique with also using this app called Flora. And anyone that's attended any of my workshops or has spoken to me about studying, you know that I love this app because basically what you do is um, you plant a little tree and Mm -hmm. the seed grows over the span of your Pomodoro. So you can choose however long you want to study for. And if you go out of the app to check any notifications or anything on your phone, your tree dies. Um, Mm -hmm. And that also gets posted on your feed so all of your friends can see that you killed your tree. Um, (laughs) So it's kind of... (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's almost like a little game. And then like you can go around the world and you can like collect different seeds and plant different trees and you have like a little garden. And basically, I think aside from like that aspect of it, it's also really good because it accumulates all your data in terms of how many hours you've been studying per week or per month. Um, And it like shows it to you in like a graph form and like a pie chart form. And it just feels really, really good to be able to say, okay, like this is how much effective, efficient study I did distraction free. Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, you know, we sit down to study in the morning and then we'll be sitting at our desk all day and your mind is telling you like, oh, I've been sitting at my desk all day studying like since 8am straight, but when really that accomplished nothing exactly and it was inefficient <laughs> and and that's almost like the worst feeling as a student when you're like oh my god like I was sitting at my desk but what did I actually get done nothing so I would highly highly recommend using the Pomodoro technique and also the Flora app <laughs> 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 yeah 
Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start using the app, although I have played around with it. It's it's allowing you to be accountable to yourself as well. Exactly. And, um, I feel there's an, uh, a bit of a gamification effect going on there as well with the app. I really wish they could plant real seeds in the world once you've grown your tree. I think that's an option. Yeah, uh, there I think is. you have to pay for it, I think, All right. maybe, yeah. But, All right. other, but otherwise, the, the app itself is free. I know that there's also an app called Forest, but that one's paid. So okay. Flora is like the free version. And for our listeners, the library, Peer Learning Advisors team, we also run a Pomodoro Technique session. It used to be called Ready, Study, Go. And it's pretty much 25 minutes of studying or work and then a five-minute break. Um, I did it this morning. I was screening for my systematic review. And in my breaks, I sort of had coffee and checked my phone. But that really helps. We are drawing close to the end of our recording. Um, I just wanted to ask if you had one small thing you wanted to give to our listeners around this topic of studying effectively. Alex. Revision. So you need to incorporate revision uh, at several points. You need to do a plan your revision with variety and you need to take care of yourself by sleeping, eating and doing exercise. Kira? I'm a big advocate of mental health, um, especially when it comes to studying in a stressful environment and having so many different commitments. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, always first and foremost keep into consideration your mental health and I think something that you'll come to understand as well is that the more effectively you study the less you procrastinate the more you're taking care of yourself and your mental health we can all agree that there's nothing more stressful than having to pull all-nighters for an exam that you had plenty of time to study for but you didn't and also along those those lines um study with friends if you have to if you're feeling down if you're feeling stressed you know everyone's most oftentimes you know in very similar position to you you know they're studying the same course as you and then the last thing I would say is that there's always 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 support available you know you pay your university fees for a reason and you know you have all of these services available to use them Um, so whether that's the counseling service where you get I believe it's six free sessions a year Um, I'm not sure if that may have changed since COVID or you know even coming in to see us the peer learning advisors were also available to chat online. We're always here to help. So yeah, so definitely know that you're not alone and that, you know, struggling while studying is a very, very common thing. You know, Cyan and I, we've been studying for years and we still struggle with it. So it's just, you know, something that you <laughs> learn to overcome and, yeah. and better yourself with. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I uh, just want to touch on uh, the importance of taking a break. Don't let that break turn into procrastination, but <laughs> do take a break from time to time. I want to take this moment to thank Alex very much and Kirat as well for joining in and sharing your experience and your tips. I really hope this episode will help our students, our listeners, whether you're students or staff or affiliates, or even if you're listening from another university, to study effectively and improve your study habits. If at any point you need help, remember there is help available. Thank you very much, Alex and Kirat. Thank you, Sian. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.